Welcome to the Steve Poos Benson Podcast. I'm Steve. I'm the host of this podcast. I'm very excited today about launching the very first episode. I also know that the notification for the podcast is on Facebook. Please don't think you've got to sit there for the next 25 minutes or so listening to this podcast on Facebook. I'd encourage you to go to uh, your podcast um, app on your phone. Um, I'm publishing this through uh, Podbeam, whatever podcast works for you. Download it so you can take this on the go. Hey, one of the things I wanted to do on this podcast is is to explore what it means to have purpose in life and how do we discover purpose in life. And I wanted to uh, to interview somebody from my very first interview, someone who I think has done a marvelous job uh, finding their purpose in life in the midst of some pretty hard circumstances, and that's my mother-in-law, Jean Brody. And we're sitting here in her assisted living apartment. Uh, The first thing I want you to tell us, talk to me back, because we've talked about this before, is talk about all the losses that you've had to endure to get here to this place. First of all, and I didn't know this until it happened to me, but I've come to the conclusion that you have to lose a lot and scrape away a lot before you can even get to your purpose and know what it is. You are so involved with life and family and a big house and marriage and children and all the things that we are involved in that we don't look at purpose too much. We may have a job, but often it's not our purpose. Um, I had to lose everything that was dear to me, just about. Not my children, I didn't, well, I lost one child, come to think of it, but uh, arriving here, I came empty. I spoke at a convention for um, not long after I moved here, and I talked about lost and found. We are the lost, all of us, not just me. We've lost everything. We're no longer able to fend for ourselves or we wouldn't live here. So you're talking about uh, the other seniors in in Brookdale that you've, that all of you here have lost everything. So tell me about what it is specifically, that the things that you have lost. Well, to start with, I lost one daughter some time back, um, and that was really, really tough. I never really got over that. Um, then I lost my husband four years ago. I lost the home of my life. I I loved it with all my heart, and that was our farm in Kentucky. And uh, we were there for some time, and we made it home. And it I thought it was home. And then Gene got cancer, and he didn't beat it either. And we moved to Colorado in order to be closer to my kids and just to feel that I wasn't alone taking care of him. So I've lost my husband, my home. I even quit writing for a short while when Gene was so sick. I didn't do anything else. I just took care of him. Um, When writing is, I mean, this is important to know, writing's been a huge significant part of your life. Yes. That you've written a column for the Winchester Sun for over 28 years, a weekly column um, about uh, your life, about life in Kentucky and life on on your farm, but as well as just like, writing from your past. Tell us a little bit about your column. 
people ask me all the time, well, what do you write about? And I don't know anything to say, but I write about my life. Whatever happens in my life or a memory that I have that I think has a, a reason to, to, to discuss, excuse me. And I don't know where I'd be. I'd be stark raving mad if I couldn't write. So that's how I stay centered and have some kind of brain is to write my thoughts and feelings down. And this, the amazing thing is that after I lost everything and came here with very, very little, I didn't even bring my furniture, nothing. Um, it was just like I was starting all over again. It was like I was just brand new. And you can do it either way. You can either come here and feel completely lost because you have nothing, you're naked. Or you can look for new clothes and new things to wear and new things to do and new things to say. And you find other people in the same situation as, as I am in, in these places, not just this one, but they're all over the country. The world's full of them now. Full, full of uh, assisted living places. So there's old elderly people in these assisted living places all across the United States. Yes. People like yourself who have had to have um, lost everything that yes. was meaningful and important to them to get to this one place where they are in their lives or maybe at the, at the end of their lives, the last chapter of their lives. Well, I Basically, I think we're all in the last chapter of our lives if we live here. I remember the day on, on, on the telephone I asked my daughter, Phoebe, is this my last stop? And she couldn't answer me. I think she was crying. It never occurred to her because we didn't think of it that way, and I still don't, but basically it is. I don't think I'm going to move from here. Mm -hmm. This is my home. I've made it my home. Um, some people here have just left it a room um, with very little, and there's nothing on the walls. There's nothing that reminds them of the past. They're just, they are waiting. Waiting uh, for what? To die. So they, they just spend their time in their rooms at the cafeteria. Yeah. Just basically waiting for what's going to come next, and that's death. I believe that's right. That's not everybody. There, there are people here just like me who are always looking for something new to think about, to write about. I mean, that's a, one of my questions to you. So I think you're really different people than these other people who are just waiting to die. Um, how do you see yourself as being different? Well... Basically, I see myself, my body is betraying me. Everything in the world is wrong with it. But so far, my mind has stayed on course. And that sounds horrible. But that's not true of most of the people here. There's some beginnings of, or not just beginnings, but advanced dementia that's what happens um 
And it will happen to me, I guess. I don't know, but so far, I'm okay. I don't know what makes me different, but something changed when I moved here. I don't know what it was. Steve, I think the column had a lot to do with it. It makes me sit down every weekend and think, and not just think about stupid stuff, though I do that too, but meaningful stuff like silence and what it takes to sit down with yourself away from everybody else and think about where you are in life and what that means to you. And are you scared? And do you want to talk to somebody? I mean, I see it as a whole beginning. You know, so one of the things that for me that um, has impressed me kind of in our conversations, we've talked a lot about life purpose. Mm-hmm. And, and how do you find a purpose at every stage of your life? And, and you had to find a whole new search for a whole new sense of purpose. And how do you find a purpose at every stage of your life? And and you had to find a whole new search for a whole new sense of purpose here in Brookdale after you have lost everything. Yeah. You came here and you kind of realized that you had a choice. Either you were going to sit here and die, and we've had that we had that conversation. Either you can sit here and die, or you had to discover a new sense of purpose. Yes. You remember, do you remember those conversations? I sure do. And go ahead. I think those conversations are what led me after you left to think. You're right. What am I doing here? What is my purpose? Everybody is born with a purpose. It's finding it that's the catch. And if you're tired or you don't feel good or you're hurt all the time, who wants to go find something new to do? But that's the key. And so you spent a lot of time here in the assisted living yeah. trying to discover a new sense of purpose. Yes. Without it, I would get sick and die. So what would you say your purpose is? Purpose for me means that I'm not living for myself, that 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 there is a reason why I'm here. And I see many people get to be my age and much older than me. I'm one of the youngest people here. How, how old are you? 86. How old is the older person here? 102, I think. Wow, 102. Well, there's a hundred. A man that's 100. I think the woman is maybe 101. It's 101 or 102. So you feel yourself as you're, the, you're one of the youngest people here yeah. at 86. Yeah. So, <laughs> So you're, you're, you're the young chick on the block. That's what I am. And, uh, and they think I can do things. I probably can't, but they think I can. So I like, think you can do what? Get things discussed rationally that they want, that the residents want um, to see done. Um, we have problems with the laundry and we have problems with the dining room and the food stinks and uh, so forth. And I go and talk to the um, somebody in charge. And so, so part of your purpose has been helping others here in the assisted living. Yes. Uh, I would, that is the purpose, but not just, not just that way. But I've been careful to be 
a friend to people who don't seem to reach out and be a friend. It's hard to move in here. It's hard, hard, hard to move in a place like this and not know anybody and you feel you've been put here. Everybody does, just about. And so you have a chip and to turn that around and find why you are here, not just because you're having physical problems, but that everybody in all the other rooms are too, and maybe they aren't dealing with it. I've been very blessed to have gone through a lot of surgeries and medical problems. And my, my brother says, I don't know why you're alive. I mean, everything in the world's wrong, but I don't feel that. Do you feel as though um, your sense of purpose has made you be able to thrive? Because I really think that you're thriving here yes. in, in uh, yes. assisted living. Yes. Do you feel that your sense of purpose helping the other residents has helped, has helped you thrive here? Yes. Do you feel as though that the people who don't have a sense of purpose, that they ended up just waiting yes. for, they just ended up waiting to die? Absolutely. That's exactly what happens. And I see it all the time. In fact, one of the hard things about living here to me is the consistent loss. I mean, that's you have to realize that's where we are. And By consistent loss, you mean people are dying. Yeah. Literally almost every week, there's somebody uh, else dying yeah. on, on the floor, dying around you. And I'm aware of it, very sensitive to that. Uh -huh. I usually know ahead of time that somebody is not doing well they're in bed now they're not getting up they've given up food well you know how does watching people um, die affect your sense of purpose I always go to see them first of all I, I've learned not to fear death and if I don't fear it I don't project fear and there are people here who don't have families who will hold their hand or come in or whatever you want them to do. But I will. I'll sit up all night or hold their hand or whatever. Do you think being with the dying people has given you um, a deeper sense of purpose? Mm -hmm. When Gene was so sick, I refused to believe that he was dying for a long time. I just didn't want to believe it. And I didn't know his leg hurt as much as he said it hurt all the time. I think being around here I wouldn't have wanted to be anywhere else but right here these last four years. I mean, why is that? I mean, as we said, you've lost everything. I've lost, yeah. um, why, would, why would you say that? You, you'd rather be here than anywhere else in your life right now these last four years. Mm -hmm. Because I'm a different person now. Um, when I lived on the farm, I could deal with the farm. I mucked stalls. I... I'd clean the horses. I did everything I was supposed to do and ran the house and blah, 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 blah. But, uh, I don't have to do that here. So my focus is other, other people and not my furniture and not my accumulation of things. I don't have anything. Well, so you found your sense of purpose by your writing. Yes. Um, by being with other people. Yes. Has it been a struggle to find your sense of purpose? It evolved. It just evolved. It really wasn't. I didn't say, 
I've got to find a purpose here. I didn't, it just, I suddenly realized we were having a lot of trouble here. And I felt like I wanted to move. We, w we went through that, we went to see other places. And I was always drawn back here. There's, there is a, like a, a magnet. I am supposed to be here. And that's my purpose. And I don't, I can't, of all things, I can't put it into words, but. Well, you, first of all, you said you, I want to go back to something you just said. You said you're supposed to be here. That means that, um, that something else did the supposing. What is that, what do you think you mean when you said you're supposed to be here? What does that mean? That if you took that away, I'd be lost. I mean, do you think that God said you're supposed to be here? I do. And I have also had a, a more intimate, intimate relationship with my God since I've lived here. Is that because of death or that's just because of? I don't know why. It's just, this is like, um, I had a, a friend named Coyote and he used to talk about life as a circle. And this is, you start with nothing, and you come around and you get filled up with life and work and kids and everything there is to be filled up with, and then you, you come all the way back up, and then you have nothing again, and you're right back where you started, with God. I believe that. And so therefore, it's my job my want not to break the circle. I don't want to break it. I want to do what I'm here to do. If it's one person I could become a friend with, or who knows. And it's not necessarily to make them happy. It's making me happy. Your purpose. My purpose. Well, so I wanted to... One of the questions I wanted to ask you, so I really believe that you have found a sense of purpose. I do. I mean, it's one of the reasons why I wanted to interview you, because I think, you know, here you are at 86. You're just not rolling over. You're just not waiting to die. You really have found a sense of purpose. And I see a lot of people out in the world, and, and your sense of purpose has connected you to God. Yes. And you feel this divine connection between you and God because of your sense of purpose. I do. Right. So there's a lot of people out in the world, younger people, way younger people, people who are in their 20s and 30s and their 40s who still can't find a sense of purpose mm -hmm. and they kind of flounder around. Mm -hmm. What would you tell them as far as how to... Well, I've gotten to be close with a lot of the RAs and CNAs here who are in those years, they're that, that age. And they go out on weekends and they get smashed. Or they get, they come to work the next morning hungover like you wouldn't believe. And that's because, why not? They talk to me about the new, the new technology and all the stuff that they're involved in and the new dancing. They showed me the new dances. It has nothing to do with romance or, or holding somebody. It has to do with flinging your head and your butt around. It, <laughs> I, I don't even know what they're doing. But, but you, you don't like iPhones either. No, I don't. So anyway, the less crowded you are with all that stuff, 
the clearer the vision. Clearer the vision to your purpose. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so you would, so you would say for people who are looking for purpose to get rid of the clutter. Is that what you're saying? To a large extent, yes. And I don't see very many of these girls really happy. They're pregnant, but they're not married. I'm not judging that. I don't really care, to tell you the truth. But I know that's heartache in the future, maybe, for them. There's one right now. I mean, she asked me if I knew how to deliver. And I said, (laughs) no, (laughs) I sure don't. (laughs) So don't lay down in here. But anyway. (laughs) But what would I tell them? I mean... People, w- people are out there in the middle of their lives. They're not in assisted living. They, they haven't lost anything. They have everything. But they I get, was just like that. But they, didn't, but they don't have a sense of purpose. So did you have a sense of purpose back then? No. But that's you- what I'm saying. I really did not. I remarried Jean. I enjoyed my marriage. We traveled. We did everything. We lived in beautiful places in Florida. And I... No, I wasn't thinking about purpose in life. I tried to live a good life, I good to people, and we ran the businesses and stuff, but it was entirely different. So you really only dis- you feel as though you discovered your purpose after you've lost everything. Yes, and, and I think you have to lose before you gain. You have to go backwards before you can go forwards. So it's kind of like when Jesus said to find yourself, you have to lose yourself. Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. It's exactly. So do you think that people in the middle of their lives need to lose some things to find their purpose? They need to lose, as you said, the clutter of their lives? Whatever that might be. I've seen many young people, mid midlife people, who lose a friend or a child, God forbid, and it changes their life right there. I don't want that for anybody, but that's the kind of loss, the the kind of loss that just stops you. I mean, when I got the call that Dee Dee was dead, I just went to the floor. I did. It was nothing dramatic. I just couldn't breathe. So do you think it's in the middle of those these losses in life that we actually end up discovering our purpose in the middle of the pain? Often. Wow. I mean, that's profound. That you know, Here we are trying to avoid pain for the majority of our lives, but it's actually when you're saying that when we are in the middle of the pain that we find meaning and hope and purpose. That's what I believe. Oh, very good. All right, Gene. Well, I'm at my time of uh, of the end of our the podcast. Anything else that you would like to say to people as we sign off here? Yeah. Don't go to the toward the grave with a fit body and everything's perfect and and you've done everything you wanted to do and blah blah blah. But go just get in there sideways with chocolate and Merlot. And have a ball and say, I've had a wonderful ride. Boy, my mother-in-law is an absolute inspiration to me. Here she is at 86 years of age, and she's still working on discovering her purpose in life. Hey, do you know what your purpose in life is? Is there anything on this podcast today that has inspired you to think about your purpose? Hey, this brings us to an end of the very first episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. 
I hope you have a beautiful day and we'll catch up with you next time on the Steve Poos Benson podcast. Take care.